Welcome back to the Sisters Podcast, where we talk about biblical narratives. I'm your host, Rebecca Desarminian. And I'm Elizabeth Koop. And today we will be discussing the character Bathsheba, which is located in 2 Samuel 11 to 12. Yes, and uh, something I want to note is Bathsheba is either looked as either a temptress or a victim. And we tend to miss the story of her, her feelings, what she was going through. And ultimately, how David ruined Bathsheba's reputation, we Mm -hmm. don't talk about that either. Yes, and so today we're going to look at people's different perspectives of what really happened to Bathsheba and where Bathsheba's voice really is in 2 Samuel 11 to 12. Yes, so just putting it into perspective. So the first scene, which is a very famous scene in the story, we see Bathsheba bathing, yes, on her rooftop, bathing and David's spying on her. <laughs> what is going on there, really? Why is he even spying to begin with, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And actually, it's actually very interesting that you mention her bathing because in Hebrew, the word rahas actually means a means bathing, a bath. And following the word mikveh, which is used to describe the kind of bath that a woman does after her menstrual cycle, um, which is to purify them, purify themselves. Yeah. And so, well, one, why would, who would want to see, who would, who want, who would want to be seen bathing after their cycle? I agree. Let's be real. I would want to be, <laughs> yeah, in a private place, enjoying my own time, but not to mention, Bathsheba was in the privacy of her own home, mm-hmm. which, again, so that is just crazy that he's... Uh, Invading walk- her privacy. Exactly, that's the word I was looking for. And another note that I wanted to add is there's actually no proof that she was naked. I know a lot of the paintings and representations of her uh, are that she's always naked, and it's... It's sad that Bathsheba is always looked at as the naked lady on the painting. It's mm-hmm. it's really sad. And so we can't really assume that she was necessarily naked. That's what I think. But Yes, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and another point that I wanted to add as I was thinking about Bathsheba today was the power in balance. David was king. Mm-hmm. He was a male. And Bathsheba, she was a commoner, and she was a female. And in those times females didn't even have like humanhood the same way males did right and david was a king which means he had all the power he could do whatever he wanted and that whoever it is that he's practicing his power on would have to listen or what death like right it's definitely a big power imbalance right yes yeah definitely um and actually does it not state in the bible that Bathsheba was a married woman? Yeah, she is a married woman. She's married to uh, Ura, I believe, right. right? Yep, I'm actually yeah, pretty sure, actually, a fact is that the Bible does state that Bathsheba was married um, to Ura, and David knew that. Ooh, so that's kind of where things get juicy, especially because Ura was in a David's army and was highly respected. So this is kind of shocking, this information, especially, I think, when we read the biblical text, like, David knows better, yeah. and he knew that Bathsheba was off limits, and yet he still is a pig. (laughs) Kind of dumb. You would think that would be right away, like, oh, she's married. Like, dude, no, that's not cool. But, you know, instead, he decides to let his his lust 
and yeah. him spying on her, obviously, you know, he just let all of those, um, those feelings get in the way of his judgment, and he actually sends his messengers to go and get her, so he takes her, he rapes her, and then he just discards her after, mm. like, how sad is That's that? That's so sad. He just throws her out, and, you know, the worst part after is that she actually gets pregnant, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, this is actually where Yura comes into the story a lot more. Yeah, David is mischievous, and he kind of plays this mastermind by making a plan after he finds out she's pregnant, he makes... Look, this kind of plan that's just very it actually dark, starts off it starts off like not awful and as it just goes along it just, just gets it, worse. it's just a messy situation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very very messy yeah so david actually gets uh sends for yura to come to his house from mm-hmm. war and um he right away is like okay he he makes the it, he shows the importance to for Yura to go home. And in the Bible, it actually states that David says to Yura, go down to your house and wash your feet, which is in Second Samuel 11, verse 8. And in a commentary that I have read, it actually states that wash your feet implies sexual intercourse. Hmm, I didn't even know that they implied sexual intercourse. I found that yeah. very interesting. You would never think that, right? Wash your feet. Yeah. I was just like, when I was reading, I was like, why would you tell him to go wash your feet? Like, right? I just think this plan gets <laughs> even more worse, like you were saying before, mm-hmm. because first he just, you know, gets Joab, which is um, his advisor of some sort, right. I believe, and he's like, okay, hey, can you please go take care of this? Um, once it gets really bad, uh, in war, so he ends up murdering him, mm-hmm. um, but before that, you know, sometimes I do wonder a little bit if Yura was aware of, um, of what David did, because it just, it's very interesting to me that he refuses to go sleep with his wife, and yeah. he does this twice, the second time he's like, oh, I'm definitely gonna get Yura to go sleep with Bathsheba, because I gotta get them drunk ultimately right and, and you would think because they're drunk they'll just wanna they'll yeah. you know you're not in the state where you'd probably go home and, and but you know yura actually doesn't go home yeah and yeah that's definitely where david is kind of panicking because he's thinking that maybe yeah. yura knows something and okay. so so i guess that leads us to the point is that we know for sure that he knew what he was doing there's no yes. question in that he knew well, especially if he goes and gets Yura to come down, right? Yeah. He obviously knows what he's doing now. Yeah, exactly. For sure. This kind of makes me think about how the story was written, how the narrator put all these different things in it for us while we're reading it to understand it. How does it affect our understanding? Especially um, those action words that are used. So A lot, actually. He sees her, he takes her, and he rapes her. So the, all these action words, uh, him exercising his power mm-hmm. as king and doing that, so it shows that she does not have control in the situation. She's put at risk because mm-hmm. a form of adultery, even perceived, she can get stoned. So I guess, I don't know, if it's if I want to look at positively him, you know, handing the grapevine by being like, oh, I'm going to marry you and help you out, but it's like, no, you did this to her. <laughs> right, yeah, um, definitely. And then the, another point I wanted to make was the way the story is written, the narrator just uses her, Bathsheba, as an agent in the story, just someone that's there in the story that does something, but is not, like, the main character. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, so definitely the story, like, just where Bathsheba is in this whole story, just definitely just just, just gets discarded. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really sad because people don't even take the time to actually see what's, what's going on. Um, so, you know, as everyone should know now, David's actions are definitely looked neg- negatively in the story by now, especially when you read into it. Um, and the prophet Nathan... Um, comes to David and he actually condemns him, and for his and he gives uh, and he gets consequence gets consequences for his actions, and so when Bathsheba does have her baby, um, actually yeah, so the infant dies yeah, and which is definitely just so sad because babies are gifts. Yeah, can I intervene here yes. for a second? I think just the fact that in the biblical narrative itself, the way it is written it condemns David. So not even us scholars, or I'm not a scholar, but us readers looking into it, the text already clarifies to us that what David did was wrong. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make that point because yeah. it's right there, him, Nathan condemning him. Yeah, and why would you be condemned if you didn't do Exactly, that, right? and the fact that people stick up for David in this situation blows my mind because literally it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, and another key point that um, I'd like to mention is actually the fact that the narrator does not give Bathsheba yeah. a voice in the story whatsoever until the end. Yeah, um, which is in Kings, I believe. It's only one line yeah, that where, they, where give they her. have another son, David and Bathsheba. Yeah. Um, but that's besides the point. But throughout most of the whole story, Bathsheba does not say anything, and you start to wonder why did the narrator not give her a voice? That's what I always wonder. It's like right? why? I guess like. The way near, um, back then in, like, the Old Testament in general, I feel like there's this bigger picture and all these little things add up to represent the big picture Mm -hmm. when we're reading it. So, I don't know if that was a detail that they just didn't care about, like Bathsheba, and that's why they, you know, didn't even use her name. They only called her the wife of Yura, and Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that's just how it, I still think we need to get these women that who, you know, have gone through a lot. I still think it's good to learn about their stories. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. another point that I was thinking about was the worldview of the authors who wrote the story mm-hmm. and how those worldviews actually sneak into the biblical narrative. So most of it would be kind of patriarchal because they're male writers. Mm-hmm. And in that time, women were not viewed very well. Yeah, which you can tell because Bathsheba was, was not the main concern in the story whatsoever. No. And, you know, that would honestly probably take away the message that that story of David, what what the message they're trying to actually get across yeah. in the first place, which, you know, if we heard more of Bathsheba in the story, it wouldn't be the story of David. <laughs> it would then be the story of Bathsheba. Exactly. It changes. So right. with the different, it, it's all about the details. And again, with the whole translation, translation issue, I guess, if you want to call it an issue. An example would be even in all the different biblical translations we have for our Bibles, every person that is a translator has their own bias. So when they're writing, they're translating what they think the words mean, what they think, mm-hmm. you know, and we lose so much because language only goes so far. So we have to just remember there is bias in the text we're reading, I think. And so mm-hmm. I guess Bathsheba just wasn't seen as important in this narrative, which is really sad. Because I think Bathsheba mm-hmm. went through a lot, and we Definitely. need to see her in a more positive light, for sure. 
So I guess the question that I've been thinking about was how should we respond to a story like this today? And what do we, how do we learn from a story like this? Especially when it has some really dark mm -hmm. things in it. You know, murder, adultery, mm -hmm. rape. You know, like, yeah. it's a yeah. lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. Which I think we actually forgot to mention, but... Um, with uh, David's plan um, with getting Bathsheba pregnant, he does kill um, Yura. In the end, he actually yeah. sends him back to the battlefield, but he sends him right in the front, which yeah. does end up having him killed, which is unfortunate. And, yeah. you know, David actually gives Bathsheba a little bit of time to grieve, but right after, he's like, hey, we're getting married. So mm -hmm. another sad thing is just the force of marriage there. Yeah. Um, but how should we respond to a story like this today? Um, well, you can respond, to, respond to it in different ways, right? Because everyone's reading it differently. Um, when I read it, I see a very sad story of a woman who is victim to rape. True. Right? And some people will see it as her... Um, tempting him yeah and by bathing on the roof yeah and again we don't know if she's naked so yeah exactly and then other people see the extreme other perspective which is oh you know god and this is true i do think god is forgiving and all mm -hmm. that but yeah they look at oh david all this terrible stuff like god can forgive us of our sins yeah um, when we fall short yeah um definitely something that so you learn is that god is about. a very forgiving god yeah. right even when we do stupid things like that. Stupid David. Stupid. Mm. <laughs> All right, yeah. but to conclude this, um, you know, Nathan the pro prophet actually represents Bathsheba as a lamb, like Jesus. Innocent. Mm, and, like, pure, I think. And I don't yeah. think... There's nowhere else in the Bible that anyone's described as a lamb. So I think that's nope. very important and something that we need to highlight more often i don't think it's yeah highlighted. i actually think it kind of sums up the whole situation yeah it's like yeah so she's actually a victim and she's innocent yeah. you know right so so here's some food for thought we see ourselves as bad or shameful or as objects or as victims first and foremost and not as the queens we truly are and are becoming so that is a quote mm -hmm. um not no not sure where it's found but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and Bathsheba, she was innocent like a lamb, brought to the slaughter under David's authority. Likewise, Jesus to the cross, though he did no wrong. So I guess a few questions to end off with. How can we change the way we read biblical stories, especially in regards to women? Is the Bible written in a way that it only speaks to the male audience? How can we change the way we read the Bible so it applies to everyone and not just males? All right. So thank you so much for listening to the Sisters podcast and have a, a great, great day. day.